this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Appreciate you coming back and joining us for another episode. And today we're talking about a topic that makes me extremely uncomfortable, something that I dread doing, do not look forward to, to having this type of conversation at all. And that is talking to our parents about money and specifically their money, their finances and what they're doing. And to help me walk through this this minefield of a conversation, at least in my at least in my mind, is uh, Cameron Huddleston. How are you doing today, Cameron? I'm doing great, Chris. And I tell you, we're going to help you. We're going to help you get through this today. <laughs> I'm really going to need your help, definitely, <laughs> with this one. And for those of you who don't know Cameron, she's an award-winning journalist with more than 17 years of experience writing about personal finance. And specifically why she's here today is that she's the author of the book, Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk how to have essential conversations with your parents about their finances. And so I, I, when I was reading through your book, Cameron, there was a couple of quotes, there's a few quotes that I read early on that really stuck out to me. And I think illustrate the pain and, and anguish that goes on in my mind when I think about talking to my parents about money. So and I thought it was really interesting. So the, the first one is a 2016 survey by care.com found that more than half of parents would rather have the sex talk with their kids than talk to their parents about money and aging issues, which it's, it's crazy that I, cause I know I've heard, I have a few friends who have kids and I don't think they're looking forward at all to having the sex talk with their kids, but they still would rather do that than talk to their parents about money. And I mean, what does that say about how difficult this conversation is? Well, there's another statistic that's even better. Are you ready for this? So a Go Banking Rates survey that's out right now found that about 9% of adults who were surveyed would rather talk to their parents about their parents' romantic life oh, no. than talk to them about their finances. You know, and I thought, what? Who are these people? Who would rather talk to their parents about their parents' sex lives and their finances? I mean, that—that's just weird. I mean, talk about that weird. Is and money is—it's not that scary. It, it, the thing is, I've had both. I've had both conversations. I have kids. And I have a mother who has Alzheimer's disease and I have had to get involved in her finances and take them over for her. So I've had plenty of money talks with her. And, you know, one of my re biggest regrets is not talking to her sooner. And I, I get the reluctance. I hmm. get that people are scared, but then I can't help but wonder, like, why are you so scared? These are your parents. They're not, you're an adult now. They're not going to get so mad that they're going to ground you and send you to your room. <laughs> they might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I really don't think it's going to wreck your relationship. They are going to love you no matter what, you know, even if it does make them a little bit mad to have this conversation. But the thing is, it's not like that sex talk, like with my mother. Oh my God, it was pathetic. Like she, like she didn't even, she didn't, even, she just, she just dodged the topic altogether. I have kids now, three of them. Clearly I figured it out, but it's not like that with your parents. If you don't have this conversation with them, you're not going to figure out their finances. It's just, it's not going to happen. But the thing is, there is a very good chance you are going to have to get involved with your parents' finances as they age. So you have to have these conversations. If you, if you don't, you might not have the legal authority to get involved with their finances. You might not have the legal authority to make healthcare decisions for them. You won't have a plan 
for dealing with issues like long-term care, they might not be prepared financially for their retirement, for life as they age, and that could affect your finances. And so if you wait until the moment when you actually have to get involved, it can be too late. And, And I will tell you, wouldn't you rather know now that your parents are counting on you down the road than the moment when it happens? That that is true. That's a very good point. And Cameron, as someone who is extremely anxious about having this type of conversation, maybe I can tell you my fears. Okay, I want to hear it because <laughs> you, then because then your listeners, <laughs> as we walk through them, I might dispel some of those fears, and it's going to help them. Uh, okay. Yeah, and my, I don't I don't think my parents listen to this on the regular, so they I'm hoping they don't necessarily hear. This. Maybe it'd be better if they heard this. That way, I don't have to start the conversation. But all right, so this is what I'm thinking. It's hard to take yourself from being the kid in their house and how money conversations were handled to them being an adult and thinking, oh, I can talk to them differently now. Because, you know, in my mind, when I was a kid, it was like, hey, don't worry about this. This doesn't involve you. You're the kid. Don't talk. You know, what's going on with our money isn't your concern. So you just worry about being a kid and we'll worry about this. And I think it's hard for me to shake that to where now all of a sudden I'm going to come to them and talk to them about what they're doing with their money. When all my life it was, hey, don't don't worry about this part. So I think that's why I have these fears about starting this conversation. So you're going to come to them still as the child, as recognizing that they still look at you as a child, even though you are a grown man now. And so you want to be entirely respectful Obviously, your parents know that you're pretty savvy about money if they know that you're doing this podcast, unless it's totally secret. You know, it's your <laughs> your, your secret life. Um, no, they don't. Right, right. And so, but you don't want to come to them like, hey, mom and dad, I know so much about money. Let me tell you what I know and what you need to do. You don't want to approach it that way. You want to come from it as a position of a caring child. Mom and dad, you took such good care of me growing up. I love you more than anything. And I want to be sure that as you get older, that if you ever need help from me, that I can give you the type of care that you need, that I know what your wishes are so that I can ensure that we follow through with them. Make it all about them. It's not, I need to know the details of your finances. I just need to talk about some big financial picture issues. Okay. Mm. You don't have to spill all, you know, I don't need to know how much you have in your bank account, but I do need to know where you bank. I need to know whether, you know, you have a living will, a power of attorney, because these documents, they have to be signed while you're still mentally competent. So if something happens and, you know, you develop dementia, you have a stroke, it's too late to sign these documents. And without them, there's no way I could be involved with your finances and help you out down the road. So really, it's all about them. And your parents might be like, well, you know, my finances are none of your business. But the truth is, there might come a point when their finances are your business because you have to step in and help out like I have with my mother. My mother and father divorced when I was in college and then my father passed away. He was pretty young and he died without a will. And Hmm. I've had to, I've had to take over, you know, caregiving and then finances for my mother. I have had to get involved and a lot of adult children will have to get involved with their parents' finances. So it is their business. It mm. is. And you know, and and you you might want to ask your parents, you know, if you ever need help, who would you trust? Who would you want to to provide that help for you? And they're going to probably say either their spouse or if the spouse is not able to do it, then it's you and say, "Okay, I want to be the one to help you out if you need it." Let's have these conversations to figure out how I can do that. 
Let's make a plan. I really like that approach. You, you know, because especially when you said, you know, you don't need to know everything. You yeah. don't need to know exactly how much in the bank account. Because you know what? In my mind, I was like, I'm coming from the point of view of, are you prepared for retirement? Like, what what, what do you have saved in case you need long-term care? Like, I'm thinking, like, I need to know hard numbers. And so you do. You, you do. <laughs> and you get into that. But that's not how you start the conversation. And the thing is, you don't even ever have to ask them to tell you. Ask them to write it down. Mm. which makes it easier. Write all this information down for me, You know, put it on a piece of paper. I actually, on my website, I have a form that people can download and give to their parents and tell them, fill this out for me, put it someplace safe and tell me where I can find it in case there's an emergency. Put it with those legal documents, the will, the power of attorney, the living will, so I can find it, get it when there's an emergency and I can help. That is a great idea because yeah, it's it is a lot easier to write something down yes. than to have a conversation. I'm sure if it's uncomfortable for me, it's probably uncomfortable for them to have this conversation. Right. The, the last question I wanted, to, I wanted to leave you with, Cameron, is what would you say has been, I guess, like the biggest issue that you, you've uncovered or the, the biggest topic that you've discussed with your parent or in your research or writing the book through this process of having these conversations that are extremely uncomfortable? The thing that I want to highlight most is that these conversations can't wait. It can take time. For your parents to warm up to the idea that, that this would benefit them to have this conversation, don't give up. And more than anything, because this has been my experience with my mother, those legal documents are so, so important. People hear estate planning documents and they think, oh, well, that's just what rich people do. But that's not true. That's not true. Everyone needs a will to spell out who gets what. And that power of attorney is so important. It lets you name someone to make financial decisions for you if you can't. And if your parents haven't named you or a sibling, you can't just go to their bank and say, mom's in the hospital. She had a stroke. I have to make sure her bills get paid. Can I sign her checks? They're going to say, no way. Not unless you're her power of attorney and you have that document to prove it. That is a huge item I didn't even really think about. I used to work at a bank and every now and then we would have someone come in who would need to do something on behalf of a family member and they couldn't because we're like, well, your name's not on the account. We can't allow you to, to do this. And yeah, I mean, you're kind of stuck. You're in a really tough position. You are stuck. You and the, the, the alternative is going through the court system, spending thousands of dollars, hiring an attorney for yourself, your parent, to prove that your parent is no longer mentally competent to get conservatorship. I mean, someone I interviewed the book spent $10,000 and nine months going through this oh, wow. and had to pay for his father's bills out of his own pocket until he got access to his dad's account to pay for them. Yeah. I mean, and there's so many people who that may not even be an option to cover someone else's no, bill. No, no. Right? How many people have $10,000 lying around? Yeah. Huh, no, this, it, this gives me a lot to think about. I think this gives me a lot more courage to have the conversation thinking of the alternatives of not having the conversation. Yes. As, as uncomfortable as it might seem, like you said, the consequences are much worse. You can do this, Chris. Like oh. you, you can do this. Don't wait. Don't wait. And your parents are not going to ground you <laughs> and fly off the handle. You're not going to get in trouble. I don't know. Have you met my parents? I don't know. <laughs> no, I haven't met them, but you know, you just let them know I love you and I want to be able to help you. And I really want to have these conversations. We don't have to do it all at once. We can do it over time. Just don't do it at like Thanksgiving dinner. Mm, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Pass this turkey and let's talk about your will. Okay, don't do that. Before dessert, let's talk about your net worth. No, <laughs> no great, great idea. I will not be having this conversation this year at Thanksgiving, but I will find a more appropriate time to, to talk about this. And you give me some great tips to do it because I was going to go about it the 
exact opposite and wrong way. So, <laughs> so thank you so much. And if there's the people who are listening, I'm sure there are a lot of other questions that people have who are listening to this episode. Is there a way that they can reach out to you or where, what, where can they go to find your book to, to read it and, and get more information? So you can go to CameronHuddleston.com. There's more information about me. There's a form that you can download and print out and give your parents to fill in. You can order the book through the website or you can go to Amazon.com and order a book there. There's so much more information in the book. It walks you through all these conversations and and helps you get through to reluctant parents, hopefully. Oh, perfect. I will put all this in the show notes so that way people can easily find you and go find your book because I'm really enjoying it and it's giving me a lot, of, a lot more insight into what this process is and what these conversations look like. And yeah, I'm really grateful for you putting this together. So thanks again, Cameron, for, for joining me here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.